What's up, Warriors fans? It's Friday here on Locked On Warriors. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. Make sure to follow Locked On Warriors on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get podcasts for episodes every day, Monday through Friday. Going to do things a little differently today. It's another exit interview episode, but instead of focusing on just one player, I wanted to end the week by breezing through three players, Michael Mulder, Nico Mannion, and Kevon Looney. But before we get to that, Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. At only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Breezing through some exit interviews today to end the week. Also on your feed is my conversation with Bram Hillsman, where we answered some of the biggest questions facing the Warriors this offseason in our locker room episode this week. I also revealed that I shaved my chest, much to Bram's disapproval. But on this episode, I'll be talking about Nico Mannion, Kevon Looney, but I want to start with Michael Mulder, who ended up being part of the Warriors' um, eight-man rotation during their final playoff run. Three-point specialist off the bench. Uh, was part of that rotation because mostly injuries to other guys, right? Kelly Oubre, left wrist injury, couldn't play at the end of the year. Damian Lee with the coronavirus stuff, couldn't play at the end of the year. Mulder stepped up, though. And I think overall, for what anybody was expecting from him this year, had a good season. I mean, look at his look at his per-game stats. 5.6 points per game in 12.8 minutes per game. Uh, shot nearly 40% from three-point range. Had a re- you know, he got some rebounds, some assists, but mostly was limited to being a shooter. Played 60 games for the Warriors overall. And if you look at what he did uh, during that final stretch that I referenced, where he was part of that eight-man rotation. So it was him, Jordan Poole, Juan Descano-Anderson coming off the bench for the last uh, 20 games, basically. You look at his numbers... Nearly 10 points per game, shot 49% from the field, 41% from three-point range, 1.3 rebounds, 0.5 assists, 0.2 steals, 0.2 blocks per game. Not bad production for a guy who, you know, made the team at the end of the year two seasons ago, wasn't really expected to do a whole lot of anything, and ends up having to play a very important role during the playoff push. And you look on this team... And there were basically four 40% three-point shooters. It was Steph, obviously, Michael Mulder, Kent Bazemore, Juan Descano-Anderson. Uh, but only of that group, uh, only did Mulder attempt more, outside of Steph, more than three three-point attempts per game. Then you had Wiggins. He was at 5.2 three-point attempts per game at 38% shooting. So he was uh, he was good at a high volume as well, but with Mulder shooting, you know, nearly four times in about 13 minutes per game, four times from beyond the arc in in 13 minutes per game uh, for most of the season, that's pretty good—a high volume three-point shooter. And you know, this is a guy who, like I said, barely on the roster, just made it, was one of the last guys on, and. I think what he did, what impressed me the most, was not just the volume of the three-point shooting, um, but he obviously won over the locker room. Coaches really trusted him to play in crunch time uh, when he had it going. 
Defensively, I think that there were some drawbacks. He's not the best defender, but he's long. He's rangy. He tries hard. You know, there are times where he would pick up at half court or even full court sometimes. I mean, this is a good player, you know? Good player to find at, at the end of your bench. Now, he's a free agent this offseason. And there's a few guys that at that position that he that he could compete with, right? I mean, obviously Kent Bazemore, who I talked with Bazemore on the podcast last week. Um, not sure what his plans are this offseason, but he's looking to get a long-term deal somewhere. So if Golden State doesn't offer that, then he's not going to be uh, competing with Kent Bazemore. Damian Lee, um, also, like Mulder, has a non-guaranteed contract. And that's the thing, right, is unlike Bazemore, Damian Lee, Michael Mulder, they can't go sign anywhere else, right? But they're not guaranteed to make the season, uh, make the team next season because their contracts are non-guaranteed. So the Warriors hold all the cards when it comes to, to Mulder and Damian Lee and some other guys on this, on this roster. But, um, and Nico Mannion, who we're going to talk about here in a minute. But with Mulder... Look, he'll be he his contract becomes guaranteed by the time next season begins by opening night of next season. So if he's on the roster, his contract becomes guaranteed. So the Warriors have basically between now and then to de- to de- to decide whether or not they want Mulder on the team. And he he's going to compete in training camp and preseason not only with Damian Lee, but Justinian Jessup could come over in training camp and they could make a decision of what to do with him, if they're able to buy him out of his contract over at the NBL, which is not a guarantee, by the way. It's not a guarantee that Jessup is coming over. Uh, and then they're going to have the mid-level exception. They're going to have these draft picks, as many as two lottery picks. They're going to have minimum contracts that they can add to veterans. So Mulder can go from being part of that eight-man group that got them within a game of making the playoffs to potentially off the team. So we don't know. But... I do think he made the most of of his one full season with the Warriors. And even if he doesn't end up sticking in Golden State, I think he's done enough to get a job somewhere else in the NBA if, and, and, and stick somewhere else if it's not with the Warriors. All right, next I want to talk about Nico Mannion, whose future might not be as promising as Michael Mulder. But first, we are doing a brand new segment that's brought to you by our partners at Michelob Ultra. This is the Ultra Moment of the Week. And in the copy, it says that this was a tough choice for me to pick this week's ultra moment, etc. Honestly, it wasn't even hard at all to pick this week's ultra moment. Not only because the Warriors aren't playing, so I didn't have anything, you know, com- competing moments to choose from. But look, Thursday night, went to some friend, uh, a friend's house, had a little bit too much to drink, a little bit of scotch, smoked a cigar, wasn't feeling all that hot this morning. Wasn't feeling totally great this morning. So uh, what did I do? I reached into my refrigerator and I cracked open a can of Michelob Ultra. A little hair of the dog to get me right before the workday. Don't necessarily encourage people to do this all the time, but hey, it's Friday. We're almost near the weekend. We're, We're okay. This is how I am able to get happiness and joy and enjoyment out of doing this podcast and talking to you. So go check out tons of other exciting, maybe more exciting than mine, uh, little hangover uh, edition of Ultra Moments with the hashtag Ultra Moment. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. That's Michelob Ultra. Drink one right now. Today's 
Today on the road to the finals, our NBA playoffs coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And at 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can all enjoy the games a little bit more this season. Talking about Nico Mannion now, who the Warriors drafted in the second round out of Arizona. Point guard, uh, they signed him to a two-way contract, averaged 4.1 points per game, 2.3 assists per game, and one turnover per game in about 12 minutes, played in 30 games for the Warriors this season. And he's another one of these guys um, who may not make the roster next year. And unlike Michael Mulder, I don't know that he showed enough to make the team next season. He's He'll be a free agent this season. I know that Steve Kerr trusts him with the ball. I think they like how he works behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, look, I hear... I, I heard nothing but good things about Nico Mannion behind the scenes in the locker room, all that stuff. They say he works hard, really good in film. Uh, he's a good presence in practices and stuff like that. But quite frankly, I don't know that he did enough to warrant a spot on the roster, even one of those two-way contract spots. Um, look, he's young, 19. The Warriors like to get guys who were who, who, who were top recruits in high school, right? And Mannion was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Didn't shoot very well at Arizona. Didn't shoot very well in the, at the NBA. Shot just 34% overall. Uh, it, it, he struggles to finish. Doesn't really have a place on the floor. Doesn't really do anything at an NBA level, right? He doesn't turn the ball over, but he's, he plays safe. I mean, he takes care of the ball, but that's not really much of a skill because he's just not forcing anything else, right, on the floor. It's one thing to take care of the ball when you're doing stuff. It's another thing to just take care of the ball when you're not really doing a whole lot of anything. And so I don't mean this to be hard on Nico Mannion. I'm not trying to be harsh here, but he really he simply did not do enough to show that he could be an impactful player in the NBA. Now that's not to say that he can't be. He's only 19. It's not to say that he can't be. But if you're the Warriors and you're trying to build a team that's going to contend next season and potentially get to the conference finals or the finals, I don't really know what Nico Mannion does for you. I don't know what Nico Mannion does for you. And unlike Mulder, unlike Damian Lee, unlike some of these guys with non-guaranteed contracts, Mannion's a free agent. So there's not there, there's no guarantee that he even ends up back with the Warriors in training camp or anything like that. Now, they can offer him a training camp deal. Maybe he ends up, you know, I, I don't think anybody was really impressed with Nico Mannion. Now, there might be one of another NBA team that loved Mannion in Arizona or high school and they want to take a chance on him because he was a former five-star recruit. Maybe there's something there. But he it, he strikes me as somebody who ends up in the G League for a little bit. Maybe it's in Santa Cruz. It's not a bad player to have in Santa Cruz, right? He played well in the G League bubble. Uh, not as well as Jordan Poole. Still struggled to make a consistent impact at the, in the G League bubble. But, you know, some seasoning there. That might be what, what his future ends up being. Um, this, I think he could, if that three point shot comes along, you know, if he ends up being like a TJ McConnell type of, um, mentality on defense. And I don't mean to say with TJ McConnell, it's all mentality. That guy's really skilled. He's got really quick hands, gets a ton of steals. Uh, he's, he's bigger and stronger than Nico Mannion is, but if you, if you can have just sort of that mentality where, Hey, I'm going to be in the best condition on the team. And I'm going to pick up guys full court, and I'm going to make my presence felt that way, kind of like what Kai Bowman was doing last year. But that three, it, it, but unlike Kai Bowman, if that three point shot can come around for Mannion, and he could take care of the ball and, and handle a little bit, yeah, maybe down the down the road he can 
you know, land somewhere in the NBA. But right now, uh, as a second-round pick, limited playing time on a two-way deal, I don't see him having had done enough for him to warrant another chance with the Warriors next year. And I think what will end up happening is they they let him go. Maybe he ends up in Santa Cruz, but they let him go from the Warrior, the, the Golden State roster, and they end up filling that two-way spot with uh, with somebody else. Um, but uh, coming up next, we will talk about somebody who will most certainly be on the team next year. Well, unless he gets traded, but I don't think that's going to happen. Kevon Looney, we talk about him next. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. The NBA playoffs are on, and even though the Warriors aren't a part of it, you can be. Take a look at the spreads, money lines, over unders, and more at Bet Online for tonight. The Nuggets are one and a half point underdogs to the Phoenix Suns. And look, I think Phoenix is the better team. I think they win this series. But I don't think Denver goes down 0-3 in this series on their home court. So I like the Nuggets getting one and a half points. What I like more is the money line. Even if the Nuggets win, it might just be by a point. So I kind of like the money line of not messing with the spread, putting some money on the Nuggets just winning. BetOnline also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered. For all the news, scores, and odds, it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Let's also talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, but unlike most protein bars, it actually tastes good. And unlike unlike most candy bars, it's good for you. Built Bar is great for health-conscious men and women, whether you want to maintain or lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great if you're on the keto diet or another low-carb diet. Under, Under 150 calories, usually about 20 grams of protein, 15 to 20 grams of protein, per bar, and they have nine different flavors available now, and they're always creating and releasing new, exciting flavors. Built Bar has been with us for a long time, and I've been eating Built Bars for a long time, and it's a good way to give me the boost I need to finish up my workday, and like I said, Built Bar has been friends of the show for almost a year, and we appreciate the partnership that we've built, so support the show by supporting those who support us. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED1515, and you'll get 15% off on your next order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Wrapping up today's exit interviews with Kevon Looney, who quietly had his best regular season of his career, right? Had to be. Had to be. Four points, five rebounds, two assists, 19 minutes per game. Played 61 games, started in 34 of them, was the Warriors' starting center by the end of the year, especially after James Wiseman went down, had no competition there, and really, quite frankly, shouldn't have had any competition for the starting job all season long. That was an interesting year for him. In preseason, Kevon Looney had an opportunity to win the starting job, him and Marquise Chris both. Uh, Neither did it. Neither was able to make enough of an impact in the preseason to warrant being the opening day starter, and so they handed the keys to James Wiseman. Hey, you start at center opening night, even though you didn't play in training camp or preseason or summer league or anything like that. You only played three games in college, and now you're starting against the Brooklyn Nets on opening night. Uh, that didn't work out. Wiseman had a hard time playing in the starting lineup. That starting group was one of the worst starting lineups in the league. But simply by swapping Kevon Looney for James Wiseman later in the year, that starting group became one of the better starting lineups in the league. And then it became even better when they swapped out... Uh, Kelly Oubre for Kent Bazemore shooting guard. But uh, for Looney, despite him having not made a, a strong impact earlier in the year, he ended up 
getting into playing shape. Remember, because he had surgery last summer. Okay, so he ends up getting into playing shape, uh, figures out his kind of role on the team, what they needed him to do, which is basically more of what he always did, right? Set really strong screens, set up Steph Curry, you know, get him buckets. James Wiseman needed the ball, wanted the ball a lot in order to make an impact. Uh, Looney doesn't need that. Come on, Looney doesn't need it. I mean, he took... He averaged 3.2 field goal attempts per game, and I've, I'm kind of shocked it was that many, honestly. You know? Um, doesn't need the ball in a lineup that had Steph and Draymond who needed the ball. Obviously, Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, all these guys. That's a valuable player. That's a very valuable player to have. And I think what he did over the course of the regular season was enough to earn him the starting job next year. I don't care what James Wiseman looks like in summer— well, he's not going to play in summer league, but— in training camp, I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't care who you bring in. Kevon Looney, I mean, unless you're bringing in a, a, a legit starting center, like a high-end center, if you're trading for a high-end center of some kind, anything short of that, Kevon Looney has earned to be the starter next year. He's earned it. He's earned it. Why? He's the best center on the team. The Warriors play better when Kevon Looney is on the court. They play worse when he is not their starting center. When there's another center in there. When, and they're not going small. With Draymond at center. Or Juan Escano Anderson at center. No, Kevon Looney has earned it. He's a perfect fit for this roster. And when Klay Thompson comes back, he's going to be even a more perfect fit. Because you're going to have Klay spaced on the floor. He's going to need the ball. He's going to need to get up his shots. Steph, Wiggins, Draymond. Do you really want another center in there who needs the ball? When Klay is trying to work himself back in? When you're trying to get the most out of Andrew Wiggins, when you've encouraged Draymond Green to shoot more and score more, when Steph should probably average 30 points per game again next season? No, I don't think you do. I think you want a guy like Looney who can get you some offensive rebounds, set really good screens, and just play his role. He's a perfect fit for this group. And it's why he's always been such an impactful player in the playoffs. You know, you think back to that 2019 finals run, he was awesome. He was awesome. 2020 season, injuries derailed that year for him. Weird, you know, neuropathic condition and all, ab, you know, abdomen injury at the end of the year. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. Bounces back, has an awesome year. And by the way, guys, he's only 25. He's still really young. It's not like he's some grizzled vet. It's not like the Warrior. Like, he could be the Warriors' long-term center. They don't need a young center. He is a young center who's a great fit for this for this roster uh, as it is right now. And, and not to mention what, you know, they might do some things this offseason where they bring in more guys who need the ball. More playmakers, like Bob Myers has said. More guys who space the floor, like Bob Myers said he wanted. So I think Looney should be absolutely the starting center next year. There's no question about it. And that doesn't mean you can't bring James Wiseman in for key moments. James Wiseman could still develop. You just bring him off the bench. Wiseman didn't deserve the starting job. He doesn't, he doesn't deserve it. And next year... You can't be spending the regular season trying to develop him, okay? Next year, you got to spend the regular season winning enough games to get to the playoffs because as the Warriors learned these two last years, uh, can't take that for granted. Not a guarantee that just because you have Steph and Draymond that you're going to the postseason. It's hard. you got to win as many games as you can, okay? And Looney helps you do that. Uh, remember to subscribe to new episodes of Lockdown Warriors wherever you listen to podcasts. Please rate, review, and say nice things about the show. 
You can send your comments and questions to me on Twitter at WC Goldberg or email them to me at wgoldberg at bayarenewsgroup.com. Now get all of the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.